Hi, it's Dennis and Lisa McEntee, and you're here at the Drama Free Living Podcast. And I'm here too. Hey, we're all here. We're all here <laughs> hey, together. Hey, all the gang's all here. Here we are. And, and Lisa, you came across something really a couple weeks ago that was just, it was super helpful. You shared it with me and... Uh, I thought it would just be fun to kind of uh, just share it with our listeners and then kind of have a quick conversation. But where did you kind of get these ideas from? Well, so every now and again, I stumble, I stumble upon something that is so impactful. I'll share it with, well, I share a lot of things with Dennis. I'll, I text him all kinds of links and stuff, but you know, I sent it to our family, our fam chat. I sent it to my friend. I sent it to my sister. I'm like, oh my gosh, these concepts could revolutionize your, your relationships, your work life, your, your marriage, your relationships with your kids. And it really is like marriage advice for newlyweds is how it's Mm -hmm. like kind of out there in the world, but it really works for teams and personal relationships. And it really kind of embodies a lot of our sort of methodology and sort of our thinking process. Yeah. So this um, came from a, bo- a blog by Shanti Feldman and her, and it was titled top marriage advice for newlyweds and everyone else about communication. And I was thinking, man, if I had known these things or, and implemented them 31 years ago when we got married, 31, 32, come on, get it. Did we have our 32nd anniversary? We did babe. Happy anniversary. No, we did not. January 19. No, we were, we were married in 91 91. and it's it's 22, right? Hey, 31 years. You're right. (laughs) You know, anyway, I've been saying across the country, 32 years. That's okay. I literally have. I'm I'm, I'm planning for the next 32 too. Okay, cool. (laughs) Anyway, but if I would have known this stuff, you know, 31 years ago before we got married, or even when I first became a parent, or even in my different work relationships and my different friendships, I'm thinking how many misunderstandings this would have kept us yeah. from having and how much, how many rifts we would have not had. I mean, if you could have just gotten your act together, <laughs> we would have been so much better off. We would have right? been so much better so off. So yes, get your act yeah. together. Okay. So, so let's kind of go through them, right? They, they apply to you know your marriage, but they also apply to your teams. And so the first communication habit is always speak about your spouse and really about team members and about people in an honoring way. Speak about other people in an honoring way. And why do you do that? Because they're people, they're humans and human life is is precious. So speak about other people like they're precious. Well, and almost like think, I I think sometimes we maximize other people and we minimize our own self. And this is what I mean by that. We, we maximize their faults and we minimize our own thoughts. Right. Faults. Right. And and the reality is we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And a lot of times like people make mistakes and we get so angry and so frustrated. And then we realize, boy, I made that same mistake two weeks ago. And I'm mad at this person, right? For example, we have a team member who sent out a, a particular report with like the wrong client's name on it. And I was so mad for a little bit, but then I realized that we see you know how many times I've done that in the past, right? I've done stuff like that. Multi- now, now we still got to deal with it and deal with the issue, but it's like, it doesn't do me any good to like speak dishonoring about that person. Right. And we so, all make mistakes. And so, so really how this comes into play is this comes into play with venting. Oh gosh. Venting. Okay. So the concept of this is, is don't say anything negative to that person or about that person to someone else. You know, uh, we'll often, um, you know, we'll off people vent, 
And, you know, there's that whole myth that venting is just a little steam, we're letting it off, and it's harmless. But there have been research done by Ohio State University that discovered that venting has everything but the ability to make us feel better. A little bit of complaining actually activates an interconnected anger system in the brain, and it increases angst. And instead of venting, we're actually turning the heat up under the pot. Yeah. So almost like, you know, venting is not helpful. There's this Jewish proverb that says, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And I think sometimes, you know, when we vent, it's like we add more wood to the fire, more wood to the fire, more wood to the fire. Now, here's here's our encouragement right? Is that if you need to communicate a problem, communicate it with the person that can help you. A lot of times we just go sideways and we just vent to another team member who is not even part of the solution. And I mean, are you kidding me? Why would you ever do that? And then you actually like inflict them with your own drama. And another way to kind of deal with this need to vent is go see a counselor. Well, Go have it's a it's a safe place to be able to talk and communicate. And honestly, a wise counselor is going to kind of help steer that. Well, or a lot of times, like share it outside of the organization. Well, but you, but but based on the research from Dr. Brad Bushman, that's true. If you are venting, then you're actually causing harm to yourself because it's activating anger system within your body. So I don't know if it's such a good idea to share it outside with someone else at all. Now, one thing you could do is journaling. I mean, there's that's a very powerful way of releasing your thoughts is just writing all of this stuff down and then burn it or throw it away or whatever, but just get it. You have to get all of that stuff out. You can't let it simmer and, and boil up within you, but by, by venting on someone else, not only are you stirring up the anger within you, but you're tainting someone else's picture of another person and you can stir up the anger within someone else. And because, I mean, you've seen it, you're like, oh my gosh, you would not believe what so-and-so did. And then the person next to you, they're like, are you serious? And then pretty much everyone's freaking out. And that did nothing to help the situation. It didn't solve it. it. And it did nothing to help me maintain a lifestyle of peace and calm and, and, um, you know, keep my blood pressure down. All it did is rile it up. You know, Lisa, I have an idea. What? Maybe if you have to vent, like go buy an old dog and just talk to the dog. Or a young dog. Or a young dog, right? You know, some people talk to their plants. (laughs) Oh, or sometimes, and I think Dennis has done this before, is you get in your car and you just let it out, you know, go for a drive and just let it out. Yeah. So, so our encouragement is, listen, speak about people in an honoring way, right? They, they are humans and human life is precious. And we want to recognize that each person has value and they were created for purpose and they were put here on purpose. And so let's honor people and let's, let's just respect people and speak about them in a positive way. Yeah. And so the the other, and really these are communication tips for drama-free teams. Yes, because otherwise, if you're venting, all you're doing is increasing the drama in your team, increasing the drama in your family, increasing the drama in your relationships. And who wants to be known as, oh, they're the person when they come around, oh my gosh, drama increases. Don't be that person. Yeah. And listen, if if you don't know who that person is in your organization, 
you might be that person. We're just saying, okay, we're just saying we're having a conversation. Okay. All right. Communication habit number two. Be honest with people around you, but always in a kind way. Right. Right. Like tell the truth. Cause all progress really starts when, when we just tell the truth, it's the alcoholics anonymous. Uh, they're the founder, I forget his name, but that's what he said. He said, all progress starts when you just tell the truth. So we want you to tell the truth. Don't gloss over it, but you can do it in a kind way. You don't have to be mean, belittling, or ugly about it. There's a statement, you know, it's so important to be able to be brutally honest with each, with other people, but do we truly want to be brutally honest? We just want to be honest. We just want to be honest, but we want to be honest purposefully and speaking truth, but but speaking it in a kind manner. In an honoring way, really. Especially when those things are difficult to hear. It's super, super important to speak those difficult things in an honoring, kind way. And that's not just with the way your voice sounds. That's also with your body language. Yeah, because really 87% of communication is that body language. It's sort of like the content and the context. Right, so you have this content that you have to communicate, but if you communicate with the wrong context, it almost like people don't hear the content, and that's the goal. The goal is really to be heard, right? We've all been given feedback at times, and it kind of is packaged a certain way, and we we don't necessarily receive it really well. (laughs) I'm trying not to laugh here, but Dennis and I just had a conversation yesterday, and his words were great. I'm I'm uncovering you. That's okay. His words were great. But I, I know I'm awesome. Just, you are just so tell, awesome. Just totally. You're incredibly awesome. I'm so awesome. But but the body language that went with it, I was like, okay, there's we got some underlying stuff going on here. You know, and even though the the words were great and the tone of voice was great, there was just a little bit of body language that I could pick up. And you know, people people pick up. People pick up what you're what you're putting out there. They, Dennis, what was that fact that you had said something about how the like the vibrations from a distance? Yeah, Harvard University did this study where your heartbeat vibrations, I think, are go out like six or eight feet in front of you, which almost means like people feel you before they hear you, right? They can, and we've all had this where you know we're we're with somebody and it's like they got the right words, they look right, but it's just something inside you go mm, something something. Right, just something not right. I know they're saying the right things, but I just don't get like the warm and fuzzies. You know, and and there's there's that aspect. People call it intuition, and and now they're kind of discovering that this is actually there is science behind this. Yeah, because people are actually like feeling these vibrations, and yeah, and really the whole goal with this is that think about this: like people's brains operate best in safe places, mm-hmm. and part of our goal in building teams and building relationships is we want to create these safe places because when people feel safe, they're going to like hold back. They're not going to give you the best creativity, their best thoughts. Right. And so it's almost like this idea of communication is this free flowing of meaning about what you're thinking and your feeling, especially when there are issues and challenges. It's like, Hey, let's bring it up really quick. Let's not let it simmer. Let's, let's bring it to the surface really quick. If this is an obstacle challenge or something you disagree with, and let's have a conversation so that literally we get all on the same page. Right. And so it's really, ultimately it's, it's be a generous and a kind communicator. So don't hold back on what you want to say for a better time, because if you're kind in your communication, you can speak your mind and you can truly do it whenever you need to. You can, if you, it's, you've got to develop a place of safety, a space of safety where 
you can communicate and you can be transparent and honest. So first, before you just say whatever it is you want to say in such a kind manner, begin to develop these spaces of safety and begin to develop these places of transparency and honesty, because then that's when you can say whatever you want, whenever you want. Now, it takes a long time to build this. But in the meantime, what you can do is is you can wait until the moment is right. You can say, okay, there are there are things that we need to talk about, but right now in this moment, this is not the place and the time for me to bring it up. Now, later when you know it's an easier day and there's not so much on your plate and on your to-do list and things are going well, then hey, that's a good time we like, hey, can we have a talk? And just say, and then then you bring it up and you just be honest, but you do it in a kind manner. And you know, the, the statement clarity is kindness. That that's how that's what's applied here. It's clarity is kindness. So what that is is, you know, say what needs to be said. And when you say what needs to be said and you say it in a kind manner, then you're truly, you know, doing the other person a good deed. Well, and one way to do that, Lisa, is share your intentions first. Hmm. Right. It's like my intention is not to blank. Hey, I don't want you to think blank and then share these things because you're really kind of creating that space where other people can read you best. Because many times what happens is, is that people misread or misinterpret the content and you want to continue to share your context. So, right. Cause, cause the right content in the wrong context, it doesn't work. Right. It's like yesterday when we were having that conversation, I mean, I was saying the right content, but I gave you the wrong context and it really was not successful. Right. It didn't produce the right outcome. And then that's also where you utilize the, and this is why statements. Perfect. Yep. You know, so this and this and this and this is going on and these other things need to happen. And this is why. Yeah, and it, so it just wraps more context around what's going on. So, you know, you kind of put it on the front end you know, um, you know, what's going on and then you make your statement and then there's the, this is why. And really what those are is those are frameworks for transparency and for, for kindness and clear communication. Yeah. Cause the clearer the communication, the faster the communication, the faster your results and the increased efficiency you're, you're going to have. So uh, habit number three, Lisa, what is this one? Listen in the way that that person needs and not in the way that you need. Okay. So, so think about this. Most of the drama comes out is really a tragic expression of an unmet need, mm-hmm. right? People have this need, but they don't know how to communicate it. And so what we've discovered is there are like three questions that you have to ask for every relationship. Every Because every team has this culture, every relationship has its own culture, right? Is first of all, hey, this is what I need. Number one, this is what I need. Number two, what do you need? Right, Lisa, you have needs, I have needs. Just get them out on the table, but not so that we're walking around codependent going, okay, how do I meet this need? Oh, they need. And so, but just have a needs negotiation. And number three is how do we handle conflict? Yeah. Right. And kind of getting really, really clear on this is what I need, what you need. How do we have this needs negotiation conversation? And that needs negotiation conversation, that's absolutely a way to have great communication. And along with having that great communication and being a great communicator, you have to be a competent listener. Ooh, talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Well, competent listening is listening in a way that the other person um, needs you to listen because different people are wired differently. And okay, so we're going to go with a very, a, a simple one that, 
across the board, you know, most people will understand the difference between like a man and a woman, you know, and a lot of times There's differences. Oh my goodness. We, okay. We're done here today with Dennis and I need to have a conversation. No. So it's kind of like, um, you know, men think that men, men and women kind of tend to listen differently, you know, and, and women, they really want to be listened to. They, they, they don't want you to fix it. They're like, this is not a problem for you to solve. This is just, I just want you to to feel, you know, like, okay, so a woman was upset and her boss said something and she explains this to her husband and her husband just wants to fix it, you know, but instead he just wants her to like, listen and empathize. Right. Well, but then there's the men and the men are like, Hey, I've got this stuff going on. And, and men, what are you actually wanting? So we're really wanting just the solution and we're wanting it to be as quick as possible right? We just, you know, we're, we're communicating because we want an answer and we want to go on to the next step and we want a solution. And women will tend to ask questions and ask more and more questions. And then the man will think, well, they're questioning my competency. Well, and a lot of times it's like, we've already thought about it, right? If I share something with you, I have been thinking about it for three or four days and I already have the answer and now I'm going to share with you. And sometimes it's like, this is the first you've thought about it. This is the first that it's even come into your brain. And it's something that's been in my brain for, you know, a couple of weeks. And I'm, you know, and then when you question me sometimes like that, I have to step back and go, okay, you're not questioning me. It's like, you just want more information. Right. And so that's a pretty basic example of, you know, listening in a way that the other person needs. That's really good. That is really good. Yeah. And you've got so many different people. And really, ultimately, that's that's why we need to spend a little time and, and, and just kind of have a relationship with the people that we're in relationship with. This is not a, you're my employee, and I'm just going to use you up and spit you out and get what I can out of you. This is a, we're in this life together. Wow. It's have a relationship with the person you're in a relationship right. with. Right. Powerful. Tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. Number four. Um, remember, the other person doesn't know what you're thinking or what you need unless you tell them. <laughs> right. Pretty well, basic. Well, but but you know what? A, a lot of um, leaders that I've seen, we we believe our team members have this sixth sense: is that you know you can read my mind. And sometimes, like, hey, the fact that I thought about it means you should have already been thinking about it and already come up with a solution. And it, you know, that produces a lot of frustration on teams, right? Because it's like, hey, you think I can, I, you, you think like, hey, you should already be thinking this way, but people don't know unless they, unless you tell them. Yeah. I mean, I just recently had a conversation with someone and they were up all night long because they had a meeting with someone else the day before. And this person was asking questions and, and just saying some different things. And I mean, it was a great conversation. It was a great time. It was a great meeting. And they were, I, I know both of these people and the person that was asking the questions, they're just a really good person. Well, and the person that was having the conversation with a really good person, but the other person was up all night long thinking, just well, creating all these stories, creating all head, these stories, like, well, I wonder if they were asking these questions because of this reason and this ulterior motive. And you know what? Um, we don't know what each other is thinking. And so if we don't tell them, 
we don't know. And yeah. we're just going to assume all these, all these crazy ideas. Now, now, the second part of this, Lisa, this was so powerful for me. And, and I was thinking about so many of our clients and it really, if we can get a handle on this one idea, it would decrease most of the drama in teams. And it is simply this idea of, I believe your words. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause how many times do like, there's underlying issues, right? It's like, you know, if you, if I come to you and say, Hey, Lisa, what's wrong? And you go, nothing, nothing's wrong. Well, there's this underlying emotion to that, but I can't try to start to read your mind and read those emotions. Basically, if you say nothing's wrong, then I'm just going to choose to believe nothing's wrong. Or there'll be other times you might come to me and say, Hey, what's wrong? And I'll say nothing. I mean, it might not even be nothing. It might yeah. just be an, you know, a complete uh, benign nothing. Well, if is, is it truly nothing? Like if I, I have to think, okay, if the answer really is, you know what, I don't really want to talk about it right now, then that's the answer. So if you yeah. come to me and you're like, hey, what's going on? Um, the answer would be, you know, it's something, but I'm not really, I don't, it's not something I really want to talk about right now. I'm just yeah. some things that I'm trying to work through. Or even like, you know, with teams, it's like we ask team members to do certain things and they go, well, Okay. And then they're not really committed to it, right? But if you tell me, okay, you can't be mad two days later that you're doing that because you're the one, you said, okay. And so I'm choosing to believe your words. And it, it cuts out a lot of the drama, but, but also it, it takes a lot of bravery, mm-hmm. right? To really share with people. It's like, hey, this is, this is what I mean. This is what I want. This is what I need. And just be honest. Just be honest. So for example, there's a project and we've got a a project running and there's multiple people involved on this project team. And one person picks up the ball and they're like, oh, this and this didn't get done. My my coworker, they didn't do it and they're off. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick up the ball. I'm going to start running with it because I'm working right now and I can get it done. And the other person is like, hey, you just kind of took over for me. You know, the person that picked up the ball and ran with it, it says they, they go to that other person and they say, hey, are you upset because I, you know, I, you know, went ahead and, and went to the next step on this engagement and on this project? Well, the person that was responsible initially, if they say no, then the answer is no. Then the answer is no. But if they were, then it's like, okay, yeah, actually it did kind of bother me because I felt like you were taking over and maybe making me look bad. And there's an open door for communication instead of just saying no and then holding a grudge. Right. And having all this residual and then like, well, now I don't trust this person. And yes. Now and I- increasing the tr- mistrust and things like that. You know, so, I mean, if there's a specific need or desire or concern, instead of um, share it, instead of expecting them to, to prove that they actually care for you and they're actually in a relationship with you, don't make them prove it. And yeah. And let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you, if something's bothering you, let them know. And if it's not bothering you, let them know. But what that does is the that pact incentivizes being honest about what you need 
and honors the fact that that other person wants to know how to be in a relationship with you and how to work with you and, and how to do life with you and that they can't read your mind. So this is one of the key elements of drama-free teams is just, I believe what you say. So Lisa, give us the four communication tips and really we want to encourage you maybe pick one of these tips and begin to work on it this week. Like pick one of these tips, share, share it with somebody close to you. Say, Hey, I really want to work on being more this and then put some action plans in place. Yeah. And one way to do that is, so for example, communication habit number one is always speak about the other person in an honoring way. And I could go to Dennis and I'd be like, listen, I am working on making sure that I don't vent, but that I just speak positively and I, and I respect human life. And then every time I don't do that, every time I vent, I'm going to text you. Or every time I stop myself and every time I speak in an honoring way, in a respectful way, I'm going to text you. And it's just a form of accountability. Perfect. What's the second one? The second one, be honest with the other person, but do it in a kind way. So share what's going on, but make sure that what you say is, 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 is something safe and kind and doesn't destroy the other person, even though it's honesty. Yeah. Wrap the right context around the content. Don't be brutally honest. Just be honest. Be kindly honest. Oh, love it. Tweet that. (laughs) Number three, listen in a way that the other person needs and not necessarily the way you need. So, you know, Dennis will come to me and he will just want to talk and he will want to process. And I've got to be like, okay, We've kind of worked out this method of communication. I'm like, okay, are you um, are you just verbally processing or are you wanting my feedback? Because if he's verbally processing and I start giving feedback, it's extremely frustrating to him. Or if he's wanting my feedback and I'm just going to sit there and listen and I'm going to keep my mouth shut, that's very frustrating. So in relationships, figure out kind of why the other person is saying these things. And you know what? If you don't know, ask them. It's like How you're having this conversation and, you, and then, and just kind of stop the conversation and saying, I love that we're having a conversation about this. What do you need from me? I mean, do you need some feedback or do you just kind of need me to listen or do you need me to help with a solution? You know, what is it? If you don't know what they need from you in the conversation, ask them. And then the next one is the other person doesn't know what you're thinking or what you need unless you tell them. So tell them. If you need something from your boss or you need something from your coworker, tell them. Don't make them guess. Or if you say, hey, I am doing great on this project and it's not frustrating me at all and it's not stressing me out at all, then make sure that's really the case. But if there's something that's causing you stress about a project that you're in, you know, talk to your talk to your higher up or talk to your coworker or even in your friendships, your friendships outside of the workplace. You know, these things apply to all relationships. Is just, you know what? Say what you mean and mean what you say without any ulterior motive. Don't make somebody try to read your mind. And don't make somebody figure out, okay, did they really mean this, even though they said this, because all that does is that just increases drama and it increases a lack of trust. Yep. And really these four tips are ways to create confident, creative, collaborative teams that really get results. And at the end of the day, it kind of eliminates all the drama. So Lisa, this has been tremendously fun. 
Yes. And uh, it, it has even helped our marriage. So listen, you can take these, you can apply it to all of your relationships, just not those at work. And um, go make a change, go make people's lives better. And we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast. <laughs>